Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We're glad that you are on this Friday, January 12th edition of the Eagle Hour, whether you're listening on the Super Talk Network of Stations or online or by podcast. However, this first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Leave the catering affair, whether it's small or large, to Dickie's. No one ever complains. In fact, people love Dickie's uh, selection of Smoked meats, also the complete selection of side orders, side dishes that you can get there, including my favorite, cream spinach. Dickie's a big supporter of Southern Miss Athletics, and we're glad to have them on the program. We're going to be talking momentarily to Barry McKnight, the radio voice of the Troy Trojans. Man, Troy Rowland getting ready for the Eagles tomorrow. They've won five in a row. We're going to talk to Barry in a minute. And then just a little bit later on, we're going to be talking with J.B. Brunson and April Jordan from Southern Miss Campus Recreation about the recreation department intramural program that's getting ready to start again for the spring and about the annual coca-cola rodeo coming up on the 26th and 27th of january the 38th annual affair coming up but right now we go to troy where our good buddy barry mcknight whose voice the golden tones of barry mcknight we've always joked that (laughs) that when giving instructions on how to make quiche we would listen to barry mcknight just to hear him talk Barry, you guys with a with a win on Wednesday night now have won five in a row, four in a row in the conference for the first time ever since being in the league, yes? Yes, yes, that is true. Troy's been in the Sunbelt Conference since the 2004-2005 season, and, you know, there have been some good years, but uh, never a start like this. Uh, you and I were talking before we went on the air and kind of getting, the, you know, the feel of things and, you know, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's been great, but yeah, it has been surprising. You you were, we were talking about the level of surprise about all this. And I figured Troy would be pretty good, but you know, four and zero in the league and a five game winning streak. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. I would have I would have forecasted that to be honest. Well, lots of times it comes down to experience, and you guys are putting a lot of youngsters out there on the court, but it's working. Well, it, there's there's three things really. If 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 you can center on three things as to why the latest success, and you mentioned Wednesday night's win against Louisiana at Trojan Arena, and, and it really it all showed in in that game. Uh, the, the 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 two things are um, that are obvious. Number one is Christian Eugene. Uh, he has been terrific for Troy in, in every way you can measure. Terrific. He does everything well. He's in the top ten in the Sun Belt in about seven different individual categories. Great leadership, great experience, and you couple him with 
Amir Muhammad, who's also a senior at the point guard. That's great experience and certainly something to build around. But the other thing has been the freshmen. It's been the inexperience that was the biggest question coming in. Troy is getting this done in an old-fashioned way. They've got three true freshmen, Miles Rigsby, Thomas Dowd, and Victor Valdez, who have all not only, you know, look like they belong, but they've really contributed. And the third thing is is what's always the linchpin of what Scott Cross believes in as the head coach, and that's defense. Uh, if you don't play defense, you can't play for, for Scott Cross. And that was really evident against Louisiana, who's one of the better shooting teams, one of the, I think, the best uh, three-point shooting team in the Sunbelt Conference coming in on Wednesday. And Troy, when it really counted, really locked down on defense. They forced, I think, 17 um, steals. Uh, I think there were 22 total turnovers by Louisiana, 17 steals. The defensive pressure has been really good and been really the big constant in the five-game winning streak and the 4-0 start in the league. Well, one of the things that I've always talked about that I think is really underplayed is the fact that confidence, I think, plays so much into – because really at this level, everybody's good, right? Everybody has the skill set to be mm-hmm. good. But confidence means a lot. And the fact that you guys have now done this for the first time in Sunbelt play, at your school's history, won its first four out of the gate, man, they got to be just flying high, getting ready, which is not good news for the Eagles coming in there to tomorrow. It's tough to win on the road any time in any league. Well, and it's going to be a pit tomorrow. I can tell you that there's a big white out. You know, the the students who've always been so great about supporting the basketball program. There's specials and concessions and stuff. White out T-shirts and shakers and stuff. Uh, Troy is, I, I I can't overstate this, fellas. This is a big game for the Trojans. And you're right. Uh, the the old time coach John Maestri, who had so much success at Troy, he always used to preach that nothing teaches success like winning. You know, you 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 winning uh, begets more winning, and you know, especially for the freshmen who you come in and you don't know. Like you said, everybody's good. Do I belong? Can I play at this level? And they're proving to themselves that they can. Am I able to play defense at the level Coach Cross has uh, demanded? Yes, I think I can. I've proven it by doing it in the past. But you look at the last uh, the last couple of weeks in the league, you kind of focused on okay, you know, Troy won at. At Coastal Carolina to open things up. That was big. You know, went against Old Dominion, who was down a little bit, had a couple of starters out. That was big. But you look at this part of the schedule. Wednesday, you beat the Sunbelt Conference Tournament Championship team, uh, the team that made it to the NCAAs in Louisiana last year. And coming up, you know, you've got the, the regular season champion in the class of the league last year coming into Troy. This, again, it's a big deal for Troy. It's a big barometer of where this Troy team is. And um, Southern Miss is going to be a real measuring stick of really where Troy is in their development this year. The fact that any team can beat anybody is good from a fan standpoint, but from a Sunbelt mm-hmm. standpoint, Barry, it's not good because all the teams are devouring each other. And the NCAA committee. I mean, this is just going to further accentuate the point that, that unfortunately, it appears the Sun Belt is a one-team league to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and it's a double-edged sword. Your point is well made in that uh, you you know you never can tell. And Southern Miss can certainly you know be example number one, losing to Georgia Southern, but then right. you know 
beating beating James Madison the way right. they did. You know, they, 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 they've been up and down as much as anybody. But, but yeah, you, you, everybody's good. But then again, every, every game, it should be easy for the coaches to get their teams up for each game. Because, uh, you know, what has Troy really done so far? Well, really nothing. You know, they haven't accomplished their goals. They've taken a step, you know, a win over Southern Miss would certainly be a feather in their cap, but then again, next week you go on the road for two games. Uh, it's you know, it never ends. It, it's easy to motivate players in a league like this because everybody's good and everybody can beat you. But at the very end of the of the day, you know, you are cannibalizing each other with a league as even as the as the sun belt looks like it's going to be. Barry McKnight is the radio voice of the Troy Trojans, joining us on the Eagle Hour. Barry, in your tenure there. Has life ever been as good as it is now at Troy? It seems like all the athletic programs are are clicking at a very high level. Well, it, it has been good, that's for sure. Uh, you know, the football team has done what it's done, uh, winning the league the last two years. Troy baseball made it to the NCAA tournament last year and going to be really good again this year, really good. Um, of course, men's basketball is you know, won 20 games each of the last couple of years, 10-plus conference wins in each of the last two years, the only school in the Sun Belt that has done that in each of the last two years. Um, but, you know, it's like the old coaching adage, you know, nobody ever stays the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There's still a lot more challenge ahead for basketball. Of course, football has a new head head coach, and, you know, you got to assimilate that in, too. So, yeah, it's been awfully good. It's amazing just how much better of a job the listeners think that I'm doing as the play-by-play guy when I'm broadcasting wins than when I'm broadcasting losses. You know, they think I'm more intelligent. They think I'm more talented and all this kind of stuff. I'll take all of that for sure, and I have definitely been a good news broadcaster lately. Well, I, and I don't want to sound like a creeper or anything, Barry, but like I said, I would listen to you even in a loss. I, I think it would, you know, but obviously you, you, want to, you want to have those wins. Hey, real quickly in the last minute and a half or so that we have, what, okay. was, what was the reaction to the departure of John Sumrall? Of course, was raised in the Hattiesburg area, John was, now the head coach right. at Tulane, mm-hmm. and now making the transition to, um, to the new coach that you brought in. Gosh, I love John Sumrall, I, and I, I say that unabashedly. He is a he is a total package as a head coach. There was there was shock involved, not necessarily that he was leaving. I mean, you know, he was twenty three and four back to back Sun Belt Conference championships, but shocked that he was going to another group of five schools. We all figured here in Troy that if he if he were to leave, and we figured it was inevitable, it would be to a Power Five program, a Kentucky, or you know, he had feelers from Duke and from Mississippi State. But uh, going to Tulane, that was the real surprising thing. You know, they've got great resources down there, and that was, I think, the turning point uh, or the tipping point. But I do think that um, that he'll be successful. Nothing but fond memories and high regard for John Sumrall, though, when it's all said and done here at Troy. Yeah, Barry, I get a kick out of your, your term, resources. Uh, to, to us old people, that means <clears throat> money. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> those private those private schools have a lot of it. Well, you'll be on the call tomorrow as Southern Miss heads to Troy for a big uh, Sun Belt basketball battle. Barry, thank you so much. Continued success. Listen, always a pleasure. Anytime you need me, all you got to do is ask. Thank you, sir. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the intramural program at Southern Miss and about the 38th annual Coca-Cola Rodeo. That's next as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Kelly Sander and producer-engineer Michael Mergens coming at you from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty off today. And Luke Johnson, our buddy Luke, is on sabbatical. Uh, Luke's doing some educational stuff that he's got to get in order, getting his doctorate. So he's going to take a sabbatical. He won't be with us until mm, about the 10th of February, I think, full-time. So we wish him the best of luck. But that's why Luke has not been with us. Bob will rejoin us on Monday. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart. It's in the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance on campus. You cannot miss it. Uh, and if you are buying anything Southern Miss, anywhere from a keychain all the way up to hooded sweatshirts, whatever, they've got it at Campus Bookmart. And in the rare instance that they don't have it, they can get it for you. I remember going in there one time, there were fire pits that actually had, you know, the wrought iron fire pits that had the Eagle Head logo. Uh, carved out the side it was really really cool so you can also catch them online 24 7 at campus bookmart that's with a t campusbookmart.net part of my college well a big part of my college experience back at uh, iowa state back in the 19 uh, <laughs> was intramurals uh, my favorite sport was broom ball which is uh a lot like ice hockey, except you play it in tennis shoes on ice, and instead of using hockey sticks, you use brooms. Instead of using pucks, you use a soccer ball. Uh, and at the sports arena at Iowa State, there were so many teams wanting to play broom ball, and we only had the one ice rink, that they literally had intramural games 24 hours a day uh, in intramurals at Iowa State playing broom ball. I don't think it's to that quite that bad yet uh, with, with needing space at Southern Miss, but joining us on set today is J.B. Brunson and April Jordan from Campus Recreation uh, at Southern Miss. J.B., a native of Richland. He was a Richland Ranger in the house. Class of what, J.B.? Class of 2012. Okay, he's here today to talk. And April Jordan, who I, uh, what did I, uh, Hannah is what I, that's what I called her <laughs> earlier today. You just look like a Hannah, April. I'll, I'll whatever, I'll take <laughs> but, it. But it's, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about intramurals and about the 38th annual Coca-Cola Classic Rodeo that is scheduled for the Forest County Multipurpose Center on January 26th or 27th. I affectionately call the Multipurpose Center the Cow Palace. <laughs> because usually with all the oh, yeah. livestock and things down there. <laughs> so let's talk about intramurals, first of all. Yeah. Big part of my experience, I was a big believer, JB, that C's got degrees. They do. Which I wasn't going into med school. I wasn't going into vet school, pharmacy, any of that. So mm-hmm. C's were good enough for me. But <laughs> intramurals, man, were great. Tell us about the intramural program overall, and then we'll talk specifically about the spring. Yeah, um, our intramural sports um, program at Southern Miss, uh, we offer a variety of activities from your traditional flag football, basketball, volleyball, all that good stuff. And then we offer some non-traditional activities like Battleship, where we put students in big canoes in our pool and give them a bucket and try to sink each other's ship. Um, so we have a, a big variety of program that reach a vast um, audience, um, and we do a lot of great stuff over here. Now, see, when you said Battleship, there was the old game, Milton Bradley game. Oh, yeah. Remember that game of Battleship? <laughs> That's what everyone thinks it is. That's what everyone not. thinks it is, yeah. And then we have to explain it, and then we we, sh- we have videos now, our great marketing department um, giving us some videos to promote, um, and so they actually see it, and, it, and it's pretty fun. We yeah. use it a lot for um, orientations um, when students come during the summer and they they see what we have to offer so that's one unique thing that we have for our intramural sports program at Southern Men's. Now that battleship you guys that's kind of a kooky zany idea where do you come up with with some of these uh, 
uh, off the off the well grid in, kind in, of sports. And Campus Rec, we like to uh, you know take from others and you know share share experiences, things like that. So um, it, it was it was here when I was an undergrad um, at Southern Miss. Um, so I'm pretty sure it got came away before me, but. Uh, I'm actually not sure how we became got to Southern Miss, but you know we take things from other campus break departments, intramural sports departments, things like that. So now, now you have flag football, which most people would associate with the fall, mm-hmm. but you also have it in the spring. Yes. Yeah. So we offer our big seven v seven flag football um, league in the fall, um, and in the spring, you know, flag football is probably one of our biggest sports along with basketball. But in the spring, we offer a four v four league, it's a smaller field. Um, the quarterback can't run, so it's uh, it's a different it's a different aspect to the game. Um, a lot of people like it as well. The quarterback can't run. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's no rushing, no running. Reminds me of some guys in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would much rather you know they pass the ball. So when I was in in school, like I said, I was in the the fraternity Tappa Keg a day mm-hmm. uh, back a hundred. Where's where's our rim shot, Michael? Doesn't even deserve a rim shot. Yeah, good old Tampa keg a day. I'm guessing that uh, that the Greeks are still real big in, in intramural. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um. So they they take up pretty much of our participation fraternity and sorority life. So I really I really love our fraternity and sorority life department. Um. Because yeah, they they sign up for everything. They put multiple teams in. Um. In each league. Um. So yeah, they they participate a lot. How many students? On average, participate in, in intramurals both in the in, is fall a bigger season or the spring a bigger season generally? Fall is usually our, um, our, our, we see a bigger number because um, everybody's ready to get back to campus from summer break, uh, ready to be and in, get involved and things like that. Um, but it's not too drastic of a difference. Um, so, but fall is our, our biggest. So, how how many students would you say generally uh, per was, semester? Per semester, uh, unique participants probably around 1,800. 1800. Wow. Um, you know, back in the day when intramural was was the thing to do, um, they seen bigger numbers. But you no, know, the culture's changed, but the people are still participating. Now, some of the students have asked me to ask you on their behalf, <laughs> really, of, of adding beer pong. Oh boy! <laughs> As an intramural, we do sport. have some flip cup. We, <laughs> we actually have a a variation of that. Uh, we call it bucket ball. Um, but it's essentially the same thing. But you now, know, wait a minute. Do you have to drink a bucket of beer? No. <laughs> oh, no? No, it's these little buckets, um, small buckets that we fill with sandbags, and it's like a little ball, and it's essentially played the same way. But, you know, we have to clean it up for university. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> continuing our discussion, and we're going to talk uh, here this segment and the next about the, the great intramural program at Southern Miss. You know, the, the natatorium mm-hmm. was, was – uh, was named after a buddy of mine's uh, father, Tuffy Smith, uh, Tuffy Johnson, rather, Tuffy Johnson. And back, you you guys remember that, that we had a swim team? Southern mm-hmm. Miss had a swim team? The master 100? swim team? Uh-huh. No, back, the, back in the day, they had a real oh, swim a team. Oh, Varsity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a varsity oh, swim nice. team, which is where what the natatorium you know housed them. But what... What is what use now is the natatorium? You talked about the the battleship, but uh, yes, what else is the natatorium used for nowadays? Uh, well, you know, it's used for our daily participants. One, um, but we do have a lot of um, high school swim teams that come and use our that facility for practice space, things like that. And we do now have a swim club as well that's been traveling and um, they practice there as well. So there used to be birthday parties. You could book. Yep. We still to- do birthday parties. Um, okay. it's been, you know, a lot of birthday parties back in the natatorium. Um, so there's use for that as well. Last time I was at the natatorium, I did a cannonball from the diving oh, board yeah. and I flooded the valley. Really? I th- yeah, I think. Did you go off the high? Dis- the high yeah, the it displaced one? all the water. It was, you know, it was, it was not. <laughs> I'm sure, a, the lifeguards love that. Not a, pretty, <laughs> not a pretty sight. 
But April, let's get you in here. The, it's hard to believe that this is going to be the 38th annual Coca-Cola Classic Rodeo because I remember the first one at the old uh, equestrian, yes, Center, equestrian Center, which was on Country Club Drive, maybe, I don't know, half a mile from the Hattiesburg Country Club. It was on the right as you were going out there. And I don't know how long that the Equestrian Center hasn't even been around. I'm I'm not positive. You weren't even born. No, probably probably not. But (laughs) but But, yeah, it was outdoors at that time, and I heard one year it snowed during the rodeo, which was probably what led to it coming indoors. (laughs) Mickey Harrington, the late Mickey Harrington, kind of started that, and uh, Liesel Harris was the was the rodeo clown who has since passed away. Of course, Liesel Harris. Anybody that knows anything about uh, rodeos, I mean, he was he was the number one guy. Such a legend. Radio clowns, but I mean, you know. Um, none of us are getting out of here alive, I guess. But kind of, let's start talking a little bit about this year's event. Absolutely. Yes, it's coming back to the Pine Belt. It is the greatest show on dirt. Such a family-friendly event. It will be here, as you said, January 26th, 27th at the Forest County Multipurpose Center. And uh, tickets are on sale now. So it's going to be coming, bringing uh, your uh, bull riding. That's what everybody loves to see. But we've got uh, the girls' barrel riding that they racing that they've got going, calf roping, steer wrestling, um, all those fun events. We do have our rodeo clown that will be there, and we've got a special rodeo entertainer, Mr. John Payne, who is the 15-time PRCA Rodeo Act of the Year, who's going to be providing some fun entertainment for us as well. Now, to show you how things have come full circle. The Grand Marshal for this year's event. Talk about riding bull. Uh, this guy is full of it. Aww. We say oh that goodness. in an affectionate way. Of course, Sid Gonslin. Who, yes, we're a- so excited. Yes, Sid is going to be our Grand Marshal. He is one of the original rodeo founders who brought this um, to Southern Miss. And so we are so excited to celebrate with him. He'll be coming out on a big float in the during the rodeo, during an intermission, tossing beads, T-shirts, all different kinds of Southern Miss swag, Uh to the audience so be sure to be there catch some of this stuff and help us celebrate Sid Gonsolin yeah because really we are in the in the heart of Mardi Gras season now it's kind of mm-hmm. early this year with yes. uh, I think I think um, Lent begins actually on Valentine's Day this mm-hmm. year which is February 14th obviously which is which is pretty early mm-hmm. so uh, so we will be in the Mardi Gras mood do you, do you get the rodeo tickets the same place you'd get athletic tickets the rodeo tickets are actually on sale at a different place than athletic tickets. So to get those right now, you can go to, in, in Hattiesburg, you can go to Hub City West or Boot Country and purchase those. Um, or you can go the day of the show to the Forest County Multipurpose Center's box office. Okay, we're going to talk more about the 38th Annual Coca-Cola Rodeo and about the great intramural program that Southern Miss has for its students as they head back to campus for the first day of class on Wednesday. But you know, they love school so much, they'll probably be there on Tuesday after the Martin Luther King holiday. We'll talk about that and more stuff as the Eagle Hour continues after this break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment brought to you by our buddies at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Of course, you can you still got that blue plate lunch every day. And today, being Friday, it's Catfish Friday. That's Bob Getty's favorite 
And, I mean, Mississippi catfish we know is the best anyway. But what makes it especially good at 4th Street is their, the secret sauce, so to speak. And I'm not talking about the sauce. I'm actually talking about the breading that they put on there. It's a special uh, mixture of herbs and spices. And, of course, they're not going to tell you what it is. But, man, is it good. And the thing, too, just talking to us fat guys out there like me, they don't cheat you on portions either. I like that. I mean, you get a full meal and you get your soft drink included for that for nine ninety nine. And of course the game tomorrow at Troy for the men and the women taking on South Alabama. Both those games you'll be able to check out on the big screen TVs at Fourth Street Barn Grill in the shadow of the rock right across from uh, Highway 49 on that 4th Street Bridge. You can't miss it right there on the left. Continuing our discussion with J.B. Brunson and April Jordan from a Campus Recreation at Southern Miss, and I, I certainly didn't tell people, and I need to, April, that you are a proud Vicksburg Gator. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yeah, go Gators. Gators in the house. <laughs> class of? 2002. Okay, so we got uh, a couple of classes represented here. <laughs> talking about the Coca-Cola Classic Rodeo that it will be staged at the... Uh, at the Forest County Multipurpose Center, 26th and 27th. It is the 38th annual event. Do we know enough about the history, April, that, that why the rodeo originally was started by Southern Miss and that partnership with Coca-Cola and how kind of fill in some of those blanks for us? Absolutely. So originally, Campus Recreation uh, was looking for a way to help bring some additional funds in to bring some scholarships to our very hardworking student employees here at Campus Recreation. And to make that happen, we needed some community partners to, to make that, that a possibility. And Coca-Cola, being such a great partner to so many in the community, stepped up to the plate and said, we want to make this possibility. And so we partnered with them. We brought um, a, a Harper Morgan Rodeo Company, the PRCA Rodeo, together. And we said, let's bring a unique event to the Hattiesburg Pine Belt community. And so that brought the uh, rodeo here to Hattiesburg. And it allowed us to be able to now, in 38 years, continue this tradition of bringing family entertainment to the area while also raising money that we can directly give back to our student employees through scholarships and professional development opportunities for the many. We probably have over 100 students that work in campus recreation at Southern Miss um, to benefit from the efforts of so many um, from this special event. Well, that was so eloquent, and it wasn't even written down. That was right off the top of your head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, way to go, April. And the thing about rodeo, too, I know Pearl River Community College has started a rodeo team. So, so rodeo has, has gotten popular at the junior college level. I know Purvis High School, I think Collins High School, several of the high schools around now have got, have got rodeo teams. So I wonder, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if, if rodeo might not be headed to Southern Miss at some point as, <laughs> it a, could be. as a team. You know, bass fishing has also gotten to be really big oh, yeah. on the high school level. Now, that would be a sport. We but, have had that in club teams before, have we not, JB? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been club sport interest. Um, a lot of schools have it um, in the southeast region and everywhere, really. Um, but yeah, bass fishing is, is getting to the high school level as well. And a lot of um, I've been I've gotten a lot of calls from parents about if we had a bass fish, bass fishing club. Um, but yeah, and let's you, you use that term, JB, club sports. Yes, uh, kind of educate us as to what what's the difference between varsity sports and club sports. Yeah, so varsity sports are what what you see on tv regular athletics um you know the, the scholarship scholarships all that good stuff they have talent to you know all that good stuff but club sports um offer students another way to continue to be competitive um it's a student organization so it's all student ran um, they have officers president 
vice president, secretary, things like that. But you get a group of students together and you continue um, playing the sport that you love, whether it's bass fishing, basketball, flag football, um, softball, and things like that. And you go compete against other universities who um, also have that same sport club in, at their university. So, so does the because it's not officially university sanctioned, mm-hmm. right? What's how does it work in the hierarchy of the university? The clubs going to play other schools is it to, are they totally on their own to do that or what structure is there within the university um so it's, it's different structures at different universities uh for the most part most um club sports programs are you know they have a budget they're funded um the club each club can you know present on how much funding that they need they're also required to um raise a certain amount of money we don't have that structure at Southern Miss, um, but I've been a part of programs that have that structure, and they use that money to buy jerseys, equipment, and they use that uh, money to travel as well. Because one of the questions I get when we talk to Coach Mo, who's our women's varsity soccer coach, mm-hmm. people will say, why don't we have a men's you know, uh, team? Because usually, and, it's, and I, I, it's a double standard, I admit, but usually universities will have a male varsity sport before you know, mm-hmm. they'll add the women's sport. But in this case, women's soccer, but we don't have men's soccer because there just isn't enough scholarship money to go around. But I'm assuming that men's soccer is probably the biggest club sport at Southern. Um, so we used to have a men's soccer club. Um, they kind of disbanded when um, I started. Um, so you ran them out of town, J.P.? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, so club sports is unique. Um, it's Like I said, a student ran. And yeah. sometimes... Um, you know, one person is doing all the work, they get burnt out and they end up graduating and the club's not set up to um, continue on. But um, that men's soccer club was a big um, component with the women's soccer team. They used to help out and things like that. Um, and But we are uh, trying to get it started back up so because we have a lot of um, interest in that. The other thing, you know, the esports have become very popular. Oh, and, yeah. of course, they've got their own place there in the union. And people, we've had esports competitors from Southern Miss on this program before. Thanks. And some people will say, now, come on. Esports, really? I mean, so look, anything that's competitive, I consider, you know, to kind of be sport. So, how do you draw the line as to what is a sport and what is just a bunch of people wanting to get together? Um, well, I mean, as I guess is how we set it up. Um, you know, are the most of the traditional sports is what we, I guess, call sport. Um, but they all have different competition levels. So whether it's competitive or it's recreational, um, that recreational league is where, you know, you just want to come and have fun. You know, you don't really care about the rules. You're just about having fun and laughing and things like that with your friends and the competitive leagues where, you know, they, they take it serious and, you know, they, they think they're going, they think they're scouts out there trying to promote it and trying I, to get them out. I liked when you, when you said, yeah, you know, the varsity sports for the talented athletes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> As if to say the club athletes are, are losers. No, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 they no. practice a lot. Oh, They're no, definitely they, yeah, they hard pra- working athletes. Oh, no, I, I know. I just, I just thought that was kind of funny, the way that, the, the way that you termed that. So the rodeo, and you have never you don't have to worry about the weather now because you're going right. indoors, right? It's indoors. Now, there's two different nights. Do you buy do you buy tickets April for like one night? And right. How does that work? Yes, you do want to buy the ticket for the night you want to come, and tickets are reserved seating. So when you get your tickets, pick where you want to sit. Be sure to get that seat that you want because it's not just general admission. You want to get that right seat for you and your family Sid Gonsolin will be the uh, will be the grand marshal for the 38th annual coca-cola classic rodeo how was that determined was there nobody else available <laughs> <laughs> actually 
actually, it is such an honor to have Sid. You know, he's he used to work for the, the university for quite some time, and now he's over with the city as a project manager with them. And so being originally a founder to it, we were so excited to be able to honor him with it. But it is a decision each year that is not taken lightly, and a lot of people are considered. And so I, I was not part of the decision for that, but when I found out it was going to be him, I was very excited for him. Now, when you guys talk about that there are student workers, you know, yes. in, in with intramurals and the, the rec, rec department, mm-hmm. Kind of where, like, is it running the pain center? Oh, yeah. or tell us about some of the different jobs. When you, when you come into the pain center, pretty much everything you see from the rock wall that you would encounter from climbing it to the workout zone, people making sure you're using the equipment properly, swiping your ID when you enter, the marketing that you've seen us put out. You know, we have graphic designers that help with that, personal trainers, people that do help with intramurals, with the officiating, the supervisors, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. Our group fitness instructors, um, we have students that do all of that. Yeah, Lifeguards. lifeguards absolutely lifeguards yes and so like i said we have a little over 100 student employees that are there working in these roles um, so we are very dependent on a nice quality hard-working student staff to make our daily operations possible well what a cool way though to put a little bit of money in your pocket oh, oh yeah it's a fun job and they're working with their peers a similar age mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a great on-campus job for sure now once they once they get this job is it, are they kind of tenured or do do you get a lot of in and out because of semesters and graduations and things like that well they definitely graduate and we have to replace them we (laughs) do get that a lot and some students you know they do leave for various reasons as their academics change and they Mm -hmm. need to commit more to their to the time they spend with the books um but uh, we do have a lot that um that stay with us for multiple semesters and we like to see that with them growing professionally that um and what we can do to invest in them but we do have a a lot of employees that we're consistently hiring in those roles well i gotta tell you like i said intramurals to me uh and it's i'm sad to say sorry to say but i think i turned out all right was that i looked more forward to the intramural game at the end of the day than going to my classes during the day <laughs> oh, yeah. but i did go that's know, good to that's my good. classes yes the uh we were the flag football champions i was the center i know you find you that hard t-shirt? to believe well back back when it shrunk on me <laughs> imagine that that t-shirt i got i got to go to a different dry cleaners but Shout out to the Cow Patty Daddies. That was our football oh, team. There nice. you go. Okay. Being raised in Iowa, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. The Cow Patty Daddies, champions of uh, the fall of 79. We want to thank J.B. Brunson and April Jordan. Real quick, where they get their tickets again for yes, the rodeo? Yes, Boot April? Country, Hub City West. Come get them $15 tickets, or if it's the day of the show, come to the Forest County Multipurpose Center box office. 28th Annual Coca-Cola Classic Rodeo, January 26th and 27th at the Multipurpose Center. When we come back, how do the Massey ratings have the Southern basketball teams stacked up as well as the Sunbelt Conference. We'll tell you when we return in a moment. Thanks guys. Good job. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of this Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT Training in Hattiesburg. It's that time of year right after the National Football Championship for the colleges is played. That's usually when your young softball and baseball players want to get into shape, uh, get a jump on the season. Of course, you don't have to worry about it being cold or wet inside DBAT Training. They've got all the state-of-the-art uh, pitching machines that can you can set them up on curveballs, change-ups, uh, whatever, so that you can get those good cuts in. Always immaculate, clean safe at uh, dbat training don't forget their uh, pro shop as well where you can uh, 
get gift cards and all sorts of things, get your youngster ready to play for the upcoming season. Kelly Sander and Michael Morgan's with you from the Southern Bancor Studios uh, in Hattiesburg. Again, Bob will be back on Monday. Luke Johnson will be joining us uh, not that second week of uh, February. Don't forget you can uh, catch the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just ask Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. We also want to thank Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. It, too, is right across the street from the main entrance to the campus there, and they change out their toppings every month to get the most uh, flavorful season flavors that uh, go into, you know, go into vogue, say, this time of year. That's at uh, Mobay Beignet, and they make them fresh. Don't even make them until you order them. So we thank them for their support of Southern Miss Ath- Athletics and the Eagle Hour. All right, let's see where the Massey ratings have got Southern Miss women and men of the 331 schools or so in Division One. Uh, actually, where the women of Southern Miss have been struggling more than the men, the Massey ratings have got the women ranked higher than the men. The women are ranked 153 out of those 300 and some teams. Now, they're on a losing streak right now, but they're, they're, they've been in a losing streak, but minus 15. They're 15-point favorites in that game against South Al tomorrow. That game will be played at Reed Green Coliseum. South Al has been struggling both of those teams near the bottom of the of the Sun Belt standings. Whereas the men are closer to the top of the standings, but that doesn't seem to impress the Masseys very much. The Masseys have Southern Miss men ranked two hundred and twelfth. Two hundred and twelfth, a five point underdog tomorrow at Troy. As you heard from Barry McKnight a little bit earlier in this program, Troy has now won five in a row. It's the first Troy team to win four in a row in Sunbelt play. According to the Masseys, that game is going to be a 73-68 total uh, tomorrow. But we'll see how the men do against Troy, the women, of course, hosting South Al. Now, when you look at the Sunbelt compared to other conferences in Division I, there are 35 Division I conferences that make up uh, have basketball teams, right, those conferences. Sunbelt. According to the Masseys, 18th out of 35th. So they're right right in the middle. But when you crunch the numbers, look at their wins and losses, and that includes conference games, the Sun Belt has won 47% of the games that they have played. Now, I say that to talk about the Big 12, which they have ranked as the top conference in the league. Big 12 has won 81% of its games, both in conference and out of conference. So that kind of puts things into perspective. And we've talked about how difficult it is for more than one team in the Sun Belt to get an NCAA tournament bid when they're beating each other up during the regular season. Good for the fans because you never know exactly where your team is going to finish that game, you know, winning or losing. So it does make it competitively very good. But when you don't have one team that stands way above the others, uh, difficult to get more than one team in. But it also good for winning that postseason tournament. Anybody can win it because that would be the team then that would get the, the nod to go into the the big dance, as they say. Other news from basketball, Andre Curbelo has been named the Sunbelt Player of the Week for his uh, historic triple-double that he had against uh, James Madison. 
So congratulations to Andre Curbelo, and that's only like the third game that he's played. So that tells you uh, what a difference maker he certainly is. And in the past two seasons, he's only the third player that that has happened to. Last year, you recall that uh, Pinckney and uh, Crowley, Austin Crowley, was were named um, Conference Players of the Week, but that was during last basketball season. Monday is a holiday, the Martin Luther King holiday, but the day after that, the softball and baseball teams will – They'll get on the field. They will get after it. Classes don't start until Wednesday, but they'll begin uh, loosening up, getting ready for the upcoming season. Next week on the program, Coach Christian Ostrander is scheduled to join us from men's baseball on Wednesday, and Coach Poole from the softball team scheduled to join us on Thursday with some of their different athletes. So some programming notes you certainly want to uh, to make those days available so that you can tune in. And, of course, as football gets closer to spring drills, you'll get to meet more of the the new assistant coaches that have been hired and some of the transfer portal guys that have come in that will now don the black and gold. NFL football playoffs this weekend, actually over three days. You'll have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games, believe it or not. The last game on Monday will be Philadelphia traveling to Tampa Bay. Boy, the Eagles started off so well and have finished so horribly. All right, we hope that that sets the table well for you this weekend. We'll back be back on Monday, Bob and I will. For producer-engineer Michael Mergens, I'm Kelly Sander. Thank you for joining us. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.